Chicago. Welcome in to the Chicago Sports Podcast, presented by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO. Find one of their lo- Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. I am Kevin Kaduk, head of content here at CHGO. We're here every Thursday. I'm always joined by Luke Stuckmeyer. Today, the man in the middle is none other than Mario Tirabasi. And this is embarrassing. We are both wearing the same CHGO vintage hockey sweatshirt. It's, it's a good advertisement. You say but, uh, it's, it's beautiful. I, I'm just glad you got my email. Right. <laughs> it finally I'm wearing came it through. <laughs> this is another story. Oh. This set like seems lopsided. It's it's in balance right now. We've got yeah. uh, Luke looking like he's ready to go sit in hunting, a duck blind. Hunting, that's right. Yeah. Could go hunting, so, fishing. The, the old, I felt wool shoes. We're going to call you FUD from, the, from, from here on out. FUD. Hunting wabbits. It's got a Pearl Jam concert to get to. <laughs> What's going on, guys? How much? Well, not a whole lot. Just, I don't know about you know. me. I look good. I like that, Lawrence. Yeah. That I, I'm matching. Jay was wearing this in the last show. It was, it's, it's, it's Twins Day here at yes. uh, CHGO. Twins Day. If you're interested in our sweatshirt or Lawrence's hoodie, it's available at chgolocker.com. Go check that out. I don't know where you can get my shirt, to be honest with you. Well, we don't need to talk about Marshalls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably Coles. TJ Maxx. I think. Oh. Carson Peary Scott, do they exist anymore? Ah, nice. <laughs> Shout out to Carson Peary Zayers. Scott. Zayers. Lord Zayers. Taylor. Got a busy day at CHGO today. Io Dusunmu is going to be in shortly to be on the CHGO Ooh, Bulls podcast nice. at 5 o'clock, so make sure you check, uh, tune into that. That's going to be fun. He's fresh back from the All-Star game in Utah. He was in the Rising Stars uh, game. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice. did pretty well, so awesome. it's going to be fun to talk to him. Uh, we've got a great show first for you. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit, about, little bit about hockey, which is why Mario is here. Talk about the approaching trade deadline which is in eight days believe it or not we're going to talk about patrick beverly coming back to play in chicago and we're going to talk about kind of our favorite chicago athletes who have played for chicago teams Mm -hmm. and then lastly we are going to get to tim anderson kind of get it stepping into it (laughs) with uh with his comments at nbc sports a little bit chicago's chuck garfine everyone's got to be nice to tim anderson in the Chicago White Sox, even when they disappoint greatly. so Even when they're absolutely a train wreck and are the most disappointing franchise in the city, yeah. as they were. I know Luke has a hot take on that, year. so you're going to want to stick around for that. Uh, but first, Blistering. Oh, let's no. get to this week's Taking Care of Business Award winner. It's powered by ComEd, and it's going to our guy, number 88, Patrick Kane. He has turned it on as of late. I uh, listened to the CHO Blackhawks show last night. And Mario, you guys had the stat. He had what nine goals through the first. He had nine goals through his first. I believe it was forty-nine games of this season, and he has seven in his last four games. So, pretty darn impressive the 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 run that he's been going on. Yeah, and good it, timing too. Yes, <laughs> perfect timing to help to help his trade value, and not perfect timing to help the tank because the the Hawks yeah. have won four in a row here, and uh, it is what it is. But. I think you made the comment, Mario, on the on the podcast. Like it's of the last three years, this has been the most fun time, just from a purely hockey watching standpoint. These last few yeah. games have been like, all right. Seeing Patrick Kane uh, remind everybody that he is still Patrick Kane is is yeah. a ton of fun uh, to watch. Just as a just as a fan, I know this this whole season, even you know 
part of last season too was we started talking about okay how, how do you dismantle this team how do you rebuild all this stuff just to be able to watch the games and watch Patrick Kane play the way that he is it's it's just vintage Patrick Kane games and look team can't go 0-82 like they're gonna win some games like it's 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 inevitable so if this is what it takes for him for to ignite the what seemed to be fizzling trade rumors surrounding him um, to get the most out of him as as a as as a, as the trade deadline approaches, then so be it. Like that's that's what you need to do to to kind of maximize value on him if he wants to go anywhere. Which it seems like he's playing like he does, but it's this whole waiting on his decision is is definitely. Um, been a long time so i'm hoping that <laughs> no rush happens no rush soon. whatsoever yeah I, I like the point you did make about like you're going to win some games and i think the yeah. thing that gets lost in the fact is like it, it lost in the whole thing is like either your ping pong ball is going to come up or it's not and obviously you're going to have a better shot of that ping pong ball, ball coming up whatever but there's still going to be ha- like some divine intervention is going to have to happen Connor Bedard to be a Chicago Blackhawk. Yeah, next season, no matter what happens, you're gonna need a little bit of luck. Yeah, because even the the team with the worst record, best odds, it's still twenty five and a half percent to get the first overall pick. Yeah. So three out of four, you know, spins of the wheel, it's likely that you're not gonna get the first overall pick. So there's there have been times where you know. I, I'm upset that they win because I want them to, to have the best odds at, at landing Connor Bedard. But we we do a we do a spin spin the wheel sim the lottery after every post game show uh, just to see like okay where where could they land and everything. Yeah. And when they had the worst odds, when they had the second worst, third worst, whatever, like it's just com- it's completely random. Like there's no guarantee. Uh, so if they if they finish first, that means they're guaranteed either the first, second, or third pick, which is a great consolation in this year's draft. Um, but I, I, I do tend to like to remind people, especially with Patrick Kane being such a focal, focal point this year uh, and, and recently, that the way they got Patrick Kane was they finished fifth worst and then won the lottery from that position and right. drafted Patrick Kane. So you don't necessarily have to be the worst team to get the to get the 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 top pick, so. Nikola in the chat has something I hadn't really Nikola thought about Tesla. before. This is, is this the oh, famous wow. scientist Nikola from Tesla? the beyond? I just don't know if it's uh, is it realistic. I I don't know how realistic it is in hockey. He's talking about you should trade Kane, but have a conversation with Kane saying we're going to trade you. We're going to rebuild the system with some of the picks that you get, mm-hmm. and then we'll re-sign you to a deal in the off season. Yeah, I mean, it's floated a lot, though. Has that it, ever, it, ever happened? Uh, Chapman went back to the Yankees. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it just, no, it doesn't happen very often. It's, that was because the Yankees had the biggest checkbook, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely that option. I just don't, I don't think that is something that happens very often across all sports, but especially in hockey. The last one that I can really remember where it really, like, that happened and it paid off for the player was when the Blackhawks acquired Antoine Vermette from the Coyotes in, in 2015. Like he, he, he came to the team, won the Stanley cup and then went back to the Coyotes, yeah. uh, the, the next summer. I, I think with Patrick, so I, King, I was apparently proved wrong very quickly. You both both had examples right there, <laughs> but it's like, that's yeah. few and far between that. That actually happens. So 
I, I know it's the pipe dream to say like, Hey, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're going to trade you, get all the assets and then you're going to come back and retire as a black yeah. Hawk. Like, sure. That's, that's the best scenario. But I just, I think the likelihood of that happening is less than them winning so, the first. So Corey has pick. a good point. And one that I think we were going to make is I think most fans want to be the worst because then you pick third if you don't win the lotto. So you don't right, miss yeah. out. And obviously this is yeah, a very the lowest you get picked. Good draft. Third. Yeah. yeah so. if, if you Top. do finish with the worst record, you're guaranteed yeah. to draft no later than third. Which so yeah, is come great. on. Let's which take, is, yeah, let's sure. Take, okay. For God's sake. So I mean, I, sure. Four wins in a row. Take what are we Chicago. Doing? It's what we do. Yes. Yes. So I, I'm going to swerve a little bit here. And I, I really think go. like this, these past few games, like, I was of the mind that a lot of people are and a lot of sports fans are now in the year 2023 where it's like I, there's there's no more huge attachments if you can actually go and and make a trade and get more assets you want to do that and see what we saw from Patrick Kane from the hat trick uh, you know to the buzzer beater that wasn't uh, to, to just a vintage performance last night dragging them back against the stars to me and now i'm just kind of like all right this isn't trading chris sale you, you know for for two prospects for you know that was something the white Sox had to do uh we can argue whether or not the cubs had to do what they needed to do two years ago um but when i look at someone like patrick kane and and that name in this town carries as much weight and I, I don't I don't think this is an argument right now I think right now that that carries as much weight as any of the the, the greats right mm-hmm. Walter Payton Michael Jordan like Patrick Kane is right there and to me like for a, a long time I thought well you know what I want to see Patrick Kane go chase a cup with another team I would love to be, see him watch playoff hockey and now to see what he he did and and know that he still has stuff left in the tank and, and to know that he could write his name on the top of every line in the Blackhawks record book, yeah. I don't want to give up on that. Like, and it's and we're not talking about trading Patrick Kane for a top five pick. It's going to be a first rounder. That's probably be at the, the the latter half of of the round. I'd be fine if he comes out, you know, today or tomorrow and says, you know what, I'm not going to waive my no trade clause. I'm going to stay here. Uh, I'm going to try to make a run for this and and look at, at signing an extension. I would be all for that. And, and, in fact, that's if you gave me the choice right now, that's what I'd go for. Would you be more willing to – I mean, I know the Taves stuff is different now, but yeah. you were willing to have Taves traded but not Kane? Well, I think that's a different story, but he's, but, but yeah, he just I, as much as well, when you say I mean, Taves, names, like yeah. you can't say right one there. without right. the other. Right. I mean, I, I yeah. I, obviously, we've we've taken him out of this argument because of his medical condition, right? right? So I, going into this, like we're focusing on Kane, but I, I do agree. Like I I think I do feel that same way about Taves. Like, do you really want to see this dude in in a sweater that that is not Chicago's? I mean, it would be super weird to see either of them play in 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 a different jersey i Mm -hmm. think i my belief and it's not based off of any information that i have it's just just a feeling i have is that the the way patrick kane has been playing recently is because he's probably made the decision of what he wants to do he just hasn't told anybody maybe his family uh but he just hasn't told anybody so that weight of you know constantly have having to 
figure out what he wants to do with this decision. Do I want to stay in Chicago? Do I want to, you know, cup chase? Do I want, do I want to uproot my family and move to New York or wherever? Do I want to just stay here? Do I want to retire as a Blackhawk chase, you know, chase the record books? I have a feeling that he's made that decision in, in, in his mind mm-hmm. and that he's either one way or the other. It's, it's, weight off of his shoulders so now he's either enjoying his final games as a Blackhawk or he's like you know what I don't have to worry about this anymore I'm just gonna go out and, yeah. and play hockey and we're, we're seeing it turn out to be one way or the other a, a, a kind of turn back the clock moment for him I if, if he wants to stay see what happens in the draft lottery and then you know see see what options are out there in the summer and how how re-signing with Chicago stacks up uh, to what he could do in free agency. I'm fine with that. Uh, but I think with both of them, what they would need to do if either of them wanted to re-sign with Chicago and if both of them wanted to, they would have to kind of understand that that moving forward, you're going to have to eventually hand over the locker room to the next era. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I think going into this year... Um, you know, there, there are a lot of new faces, but it was still, this is Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane's team. They're still the guys that everyone wants to hear from. And, you know, especially for deciding what they want to do with their future, it's the, the two guys that everybody's been focusing on. So I think if they both weren't traded and both were open to coming back and, and re-signing with the team, they would have to understand, like, you're, you're still Patrick Kane, you're still Jonathan Taze, you're Chicago all-timers, numbers are going to the rafters, but eventually your roles with the team will start to kind of fall back as the next crop of players come in. The young guys start to develop. You're going to be more mentors than you are first-line center, first-line winger. Let me ask you this. Is there is there a scenario, though, where Jonathan Taves um, retires due to health reasons and that C goes to Patrick Kane and Patrick Kane is is the figurehead and the leader of this rebuilding effort and does this rebuilding effort get a lot more interesting with I, I think like it's it's more interesting if Patrick Kane's involved right I was gonna I was gonna ask a similar question it's it's that if the scenario plays out and they do get bedard mm-hmm. doesn't that speed up the rebuild process if you get bedard and wouldn't you prefer to have Patrick Kane at his side for that rebuild because you've seen he's still an impact player right. at yeah. times. So you, you'd have the guy that could hand the mantle over, but, but you would also, if, if you're trying to get there faster, a guy like Patrick Kane on your roster is going to get you there faster in the rebuild. Obviously, you need all the young guys that you've drafted and are acquiring to start to develop, but yeah. if you have Bedard, doesn't it sort of make sense to maybe have that Kane figure around? Yeah, I, I, I think as as far as having someone like Patrick Kane to play with Connor Bedard, um, I think that those two, cool. those two play <laughs> those two play. Uh, we we talked with um, uh, Cam Robinson, who is the director of uh, video scouting with Elite Prospects, and he made the comparison of Connor Bedard to he's Patrick. He is the he is Patrick Kane as an NHL comparable with awesome Matthews shooting ability, which is a hybrid that just blows your mind. So if you could have those two guys play together, that is, that is like, you know, having a clone of Patrick Kane when he was 18, come back and play with his current day self, which would be incredible. And yeah, I think Bedard having someone like Kane, um, who I'm sure he, in his young days, grew up 
idolizing and and molding his game after i think that would be really a, a really cool aspect to have as far as yeah and to the point too bedard if he if he lands with the Blackhawks, that is putting your foot down to the floor on the rebuild. Like that is that is accelerating yes. it as much as, as as you can hope for um, in this in this short term window. It's too bad that can't happen before the trade deadline. That would be nice, <laughs> right? Like I mean, that would make their decision a whole lot easier. If you knew right. you were getting Bedard, yeah. you could look at it and go, "Well, we don't need to trade a couple of these guys." Absolutely. Yeah, but because it's the reverse way, you're kind of left <laughs> yeah, going. Uh, they, they, yeah. yeah, they don't usually do draft letters in the middle of the season. <laughs> I, I just think at the end of the yeah. day, the success of the rebuild is not dependent on what you're getting back from um, from Patrick Kane. We already saw with yesterday's trade. There's other ways to acquire draft capital. Yeah. and hit on one of those guys. I mean, they got a second and a fourth rounder uh, for just taking on a bad contract mm-hmm. yesterday. But so, do you regret it if you don't get one of the top three picks? Even if you don't get Bedard, if you get two or three in the draft, if you, let's yeah, say you, yeah. s- you slide out of that group and now you have Kane around, then do you regret it? I think, I think what clouds a lot of people's perception is, is and, and we're probably guilty of it too on, on, on the CHGO Blackhawk show, is getting so entrenched in Connor Bedard, forgetting that also Adam Fantilli and Leo Carlson and Matvey Michkov, the right. two, three, four behind him are also guys that like you put them on any team and they're going to ch- make a huge difference in the franchise. Um, the, the term generational gets thrown around too much. Bedard is Fantilli is close, but those guys are all like cornerstones to changing a franchise. Um, so I think what Kyle Davidson has done as general manager, since he's been put in the interim and then given the full-time job I have full faith in in how he's overseen the rebuilding process because what he's done to acquire draft picks, the guys that he's brought in with those draft picks, um, they were unpopular moves. Nobody liked trading Alex Dabrinkit, me personally. No one liked, you know, giving up on Kirby Doc very early. But you got Frank Nazar with that Kirby Doc trade. You got Kevin Korchinski with the Alex Dabrinkit trade. You had the, the 2022 draft class pretty much on its own and the way that those players those young guys are already kind of going through their developmental process that draft class on its own changed the Blackhawks uh prospect system from uh it was ranked 25th by the athletic this time last year it is now fifth in the NHL that is a 20 (laughs) and then yes that's without even having any of the picks you know happen in the 2023 draft which is being called one of the more historically deep first round second round draft classes that the nhl has seen in a long time so there's a there's a lot besides Connor bedard that could come together for the blackhawks and i mean we could we could be talking about in the next two three four seasons uh, a team that is legitimate playoff contenders division contenders uh a team that could you know, make a make a run at a Stanley Cup in, in in a handful of years without having to do with Connor Bedard. If you have him, it's great. It's probably it's probably a lot a lot easier to do, a lot easier to see. Um, but I think there's a lot around this team that's already happened uh, that has put the rebuild on a on a great starting point. Um, you gotta and, like it, and, and and look at what what um, what Richardson has done this year. Just you know, coaching a team that's not supposed to win. 
And yeah. ha- having a team that competes, it looks like they have the right guy in charge. He's and too good of a coach. Too good of a coach. <laughs> They're not so, taking correctly. I don't think he's yeah. going to be Rick Renneria, I guess. I don't know. but No, I, I think they really got the right guy to yeah. navigate through this time frame for sure. So put a pin in this conversation. Uh, Corey in the comments says, I don't think Kane would get the C if uh, that scenario that I laid out happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you think? I, I think it makes sense. If you want to say like if if Taze is gone and Kane is and Kane is still around, it does make sense to be like, well, he's now the leader of the team. You know, you pass it from one guy to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Jonathan Taze would be salty at all if he had to. You know, if he retired and then said like, oh, okay, now I'm passing along the leadership responsibilities to my to my best buddy who's going to also retire as a Blackhawk or whatever. Um, I don't think that would be a problem at all yeah. Corey says i he, they would go with multiple a's instead of giving kane the c i can't see a scenario where he says look i'm going to stay here i'm going to devote myself to the blackhawks franchise uh you know and and, and help along and then they say well sorry you keep the a yeah i, can't I mean see it, that. he could he could make the decision to say like look i don't want to yeah. be i don't i don't want to be you know the the captain per se and and i don't think he's a guy that's ever had to be that mm-hmm. leader i mean he's Obviously, the, the the cup run years, there were uh, half a dozen guys who could all be captains uh, of a team. But I don't think he necessarily needs to have that to have the, the leadership role and impact that, that he could have. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, even with Kane's around, if, if Jonathan Taze wasn't, that they did wait to have like the next era of captain come through. Maybe it's Connor Bedard. Yeah. It'd be interesting. <laughs> All those people who own Kane jerseys would have to go out and find a C and put it on. And ah, I, I, I bought one last year. I don't know if it's still on the set somewhere. I bought one last year for two bucks. Yeah. yeah. For, for some prop yeah. comedy. So yeah, that's fine. I wonder how many people have put the A on there. Kane. Did you? I did. I did a couple of years ago. Yeah. Awesome. It, uh, it didn't go well because I, I it was a, it was a DIY job and uh, I, I bought one of the I washed 20- it a few times and it got all warped so <laughs> yeah. the A is like all scrunched up. Yeah, it's a. I bought one of the 2010 cup patches uh, for my authentic, you know, expensive Taves jerseys. Yeah, and I've never put it on for that exact because I'm just like I'm gonna screw this <laughs> thing nervous, up and this yeah. this jersey costs three hundred dollars and you just can never wash it. That's all. That's that's, true. that's the lesson. Just what is that? There it is. Yeah. Should I wear this around? Put it on the stage. $1.99 at your local hockey shop. All right. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles. FOCO, looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? FOCO has you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. By the way, uh, FOCO, that's where I got this uh, Kane and Taves bobblehead here. Oh, that's pretty nice. Beautiful. Yeah, they, they've got – when the Hawks were churning out Stanley Cups, they were churning out awesome, uh, like the best bobbleheads you could buy. I, I've got like a Duncan is Keith Conn Smythe one. Yeah, it's that's awesome. awesome. I mean, it costs like 80 bucks. Other than the it. fact that we broke. Other yeah. than the fact that you Taves did break it. We – Hold on. We did not do anything. Jonathan Taze uh, himself just fell over, fell, fell over on the weight of his own uh, ego last season. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> anyway, check out I, I Foco. I him up. You yeah, know. it's great. He's back out there. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, you can use the promo code CHGO and get 10% off. Might want to root around and see if something like this is still available. That's right. <laughs> 
while time lasts. Uh, Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you just thought you never could, 50-yard line, courtside, center ice, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, possible with the Game Time app, the biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on upcoming Cubs and White Sox tickets created by the fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. If you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us right now is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app. I know one Kevin Kaduck is going to a concert at Wrigley Field, potentially. Ooh. If you want to join me, you can use Game Time. I got the tickets through the Cubs. Bruce Springsteen, hey. Friday, August 11th. Mm, Looking forward go. to it. Luke, I know you're a huge Springsteen fan, so nah. uh, we'll fire up Game Pass. Time. <laughs> we'll meet up at Murphy's Bleachers before. But if you want to buy me a ticket on game I time, I would think about going for free <laughs> for half the concert. You know what? I was not the biggest String Springsteen fan in the world. Like, I liked him. I respected him. And when I he am. was I here just... in 2012, they put on uh, – they didn't sell out all the tickets. And my wife and I bought seats for, like – it was like a flash sale by the Cubs mm-hmm. for, I don't know, 40 or 50 bucks. We sat up on the 500 level, literally up against that, uh, you know, chain link fence last last row of Wrigley. Yeah, and uh, we no had way. a blast. What, and to me, then chain, I was like, oh, I finally, I finally get the whole spring. True link fence. Yeah. Thank you. True link fence. So, um, yeah. Yeah. we'll see how it works out, Luke. I'd... Now, will he play like four and a half hours? Isn't that like the? He's uh, 73 years old now, so I think he yeah, may have cut it down a little. Doesn't it generally rain for every concert at Wrigley? So it depends oh, on. He, the he got there really late when we went because Lakeshore Drive was so backed up. Oh God! And we talked <laughs> earlier today about, uh, or no, Jake was talking about when he would drive home from Sunday nights here a couple times. O'Hare was blocked off because the team that played the Bears was going to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get a police escort for the freaking. I don't know. Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati sure. Bengals and not, for it, not the right? boss. Come on, man. Where the boss should get. The boss probably should jump but he's in. he's just a regular The Ricketts should get him a helicopter, <laughs> and he should just you lift know? out of the stadium and go to the airport. He's got blue collar every man. Yeah. He's got his white T-shirt rolled up sleeves. You know, you're going to be that guy, aren't you? What guy? The guy that doesn't Are like the boss. Are you a big Springsteen guy? I, I actually, I'd love to go see him. I, I, I thought... I know. I mean, I'm totally fine with Springsteen. What? I would. I, there's just other people I would. Ra- if if it's expensive, there are other concerts. These seats weren't that bad. For instance, yeah. I said if the Smashing Pumpkins were to play at Wrigley Field, I would rather see the Smashing yeah, Pumpkins. If it was How is that 1995? Not I don't know. I don't know if they're just not a big enough. It's just following. Billy and I mean, I guess. Jimmy I know. Is I'm just saying. There, I'm trying to think of bands I would like to see now at Wrigley Field that I haven't seen. Like, I like Foo Fighters. I've seen Foo Fighters there. I've seen Pearl Jam there. Uh, Were you at the Pearl Jam I, show? The, the no, the concert that, I'll the, never forgive myself for not going to is Tom Petty's last concert um, there. I literally did the— I've seen a lot yeah. of Tom I Petty concerts, but that's the one. I was supposed to go with Eric at home, uh, who works for NFL now. And we, both of us had had children very recently, and we're just kind of in that very early parenthood thing of, like, I'm fried. I do not want to do anything fried that I was. don't have to do, right? And I literally said, we'll see him next time. That's what and I said. And then he died like a it month ago. It was later. raining. I was like, you know what? I was going to get It was like a midweek show, I think. It's like, I've, I've seen him like five or six times. I don't need to see him at Wrigley right now. I saw Tom Petty at uh, Horde Festival at the Marcus <laughs> Amphitheater in uh, Milwaukee. That's great. I think I did, too. Yeah, good times. 
Anyways. Tom Petty's a freaking legend, and ben and my my daughters now love him. Like he comes oh, on. Oh, that's good. Oh, nice. That's they good parenting. Him. Nice. Yeah. Ugh. So anyhow, all right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Patrick Beverly. Uh, the pride of Marshall has signed with the Bulls. They picked him up off the buyout market, and he's coming in with his uh, with his defense. With his, uh, you know, he's not a great three point shooter, but he he could put one up. And he's here to save the Bulls, right? We're we're headed to the <laughs> top of the Eastern Conference. I don't know what to. I just don't know what to make of it. It doesn't seem like it's going to have. If you you know made the at the beginning of the season, if you'd have known you were just going to have Ball sit out the season, and and you thought you still had a shot at really being a, a good playoff team, then maybe I understand it. But now I don't understand the move other than. Here's a guy from Chicago. I've, I've always wanted him to get a shot to play with the Bulls, but the current situation just doesn't really make any sense to me. It doesn't make sense, but I think we can understand it from everything that we've read from AK this, this year. Um, they think that they have a team that's still very competitive, that can still do something, and, do and they went out there. I, I don't know. I mean, Sneak into look. a play-in round. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. It doesn't thing, make sense to us, but I can see how it makes sense to to the brass. It sounds like he's sort of there to uh, be that irritator, right? To kind right. of be that veteran guy to be like, hey, you're not taking that shot anymore. In fact, he, he even said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell Zach, you go do what you do. Shoot, score. First of all, I don't know if that's the advice we need at the moment, but... Mm-hmm. You had to bring in a guy to tell your $210 million player what to do at the end of the game? That's alarming <laughs> to me. Like, there's, great, yeah. there's a lot of alarms going off. And I like, don't get me wrong, like I said, I wish Patrick Be- Beverly was on this team a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, this, this is still the same organization that brought in Dwayne Wade and, and thought that that was going well, yeah. to get, get, get them, to. Get them the, over the The hump. last 20 years have been just kind of like a day late and a dollar short for the Bulls in terms of a lot of these players like Dwayne Wade or John Rondo. Yeah. Like, that's yes. kind of how it it's happened. Um, that's definitely the, the same kind of vibes I'm getting from yeah. from this kind of move. And, and yeah, like, like you don't want to have to have your big max contract player be motivated by a, a veteran mid, guy mid season like yeah, yeah like right. it doesn't it doesn't seem like that's the kind of the kind of optics you want to have and yeah it's just this this Bulls team seemed like it was built so well to just shoot right for the middle and it I don't I don't know why <laughs> which is a terrible place yeah to be it's NBA. not it's not a great place to be so NBA I don't know if I don't know how this this move and while his defensive game is still you know it's it's still worth something. I don't see how this move actually moves the needle to where the Bulls is like, oh yeah, let's get excited again. I will say this: when when the the idea of Westbrook was floated out there, I I like this move better than that. I mean, I don't think either one was taking anywhere, but I think the if you added Russell Westbrook, you would have just recreated the three alpha team with Jimmy, yeah. D Wade. And Rondo, where nobody would have, everybody would have been fighting for the ball. <laughs> They'd have been fighting in the showers. Two guys would have. I was up rooting for that guy. because it would have been interesting. <laughs> That's what would have happened. Well, and and I'm rooting for this chaos. Patrick Beverly thing because you do want to watch guys who are, you know, uh, who play hard, who play defense, who maybe change the way that their their teammates play. Uh, and there's not a lot of time left in this bull season. We're not getting. We haven't gotten a lot of joy out of it. We haven't had a lot of joy out of this bull. Team since Lonzo Ball went down, and you know he was he was ruled out this 
this week for the entire, you know, officially ruled out. Shut mm-hmm. down. So, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like, like you said, Patrick Beverly was a guy – you followed his NBA career to this date, and you're like, oh, there's the Chicago kid doing Chicago things yeah. for non-Chicago teams. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that sucks. So for, from that aspect, I'm, I'm glad that he's finally here and we're, we're kind of getting that. And, I, I, like, I love Russell Westbrook, too. Like, he's been one of my favorite NBA players the last, you know, decade, decade and a half. So I would have liked to see him here, too. Yeah. But um, I want to talk about Chicagoans who played for Chicago teams. All right. Here we go. Guys that have played for Chicago that Derek are from Rose. I mean, I mean, D. Rose was yeah, number no. one D- and Derek can't Rose be top. Derek Rose has got it. He's, he's the be-all, end-all, right? Gennaro Pargo. Well, I don't know. Dick Buckus is. Okay. Gennaro Pargo. Kendall Gill. Bulls. Gennaro Pargo, Chicago. you said before. Gennaro Pargo, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so obviously the Bulls have the most, right? Oh, yeah. 15. Derek Rose, yeah. Io, Kendall Gill, Johnny Red Kerr, Dwayne Wade. Uh, Hawks have had a few. Eddie Olchek, Chris Chelios. Ryan Hartman. Is he a Chicago guy? So well, I, I, I didn't really no, write down the suburban depends on, on, on what you guy? count as yeah, Chicago. Yeah, like Nick Schmaltz, <laughs> that Hinnestroza, Ryan Hartman thing. John Hayden. Chicago land area. Yeah, in the... In, oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you, if you uh, look being, up... Being from Illinois for, for hockey means Darling? you're from Chicago. Does Darling count in there, right? Sure, if Scott Lamont Darling? is Chicago, yes, sure. Yeah. Chicago, Chicago area. Yeah. All right, well. So if you open it that, then like the basketball thing gets even wider. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. A lot I of see suburb- them in six years. The Bulls adding Jalen Brunson to the roster. Uh, <laughs> but it's too late. Yes, cannot wait. What, what's surprising <laughs> is the Cubs and White Sox don't actually have that many native Chicago. So for the Cubs, it's Phil Cavaretta who went to Lane Tech. Okay. And is a you know, oh, Cubs course. legend. Yeah, Phil Cavaretta. You know Phil Cavaretta. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I've it's not. It's going. not a. It's not a nobody. I've never heard of Phil Cavaretta. You've ne- he sounds like a guy. I've never the heard the name. Your name uh, is Lawrence Benedetto, and you've hey, never yo. heard of Phil Cavaretta. That sounds like a good. What guy. about Dave King Kong Kingman? Well, yeah, of course. Arlington Prospect Heights. High School. Yeah. Uh, the White Sox, Ed Farmer, St. Rita product. Okay. He may have mentioned it more than a few times on the radio. I've <laughs> <laughs> heard that before. God bless Ed. I miss that guy. Yeah. Uh, Bears, Dick Buckus, Chris Sorich. See, Butkus Butkus and D. Rose are in the same conversation. Yeah, I think so. I think it's them. It it just was a different sport back then, but that's... That's the Mount Rushmore. That's two heads on the Mount Rushmore for sure. Yeah, and and I think that's... I can appreciate the the Dick Butkus legacy with with the Bears, but for me, my generation is like Derek Rose was... I mean... The, the probably the biggest what if in m- almost all of sports, but at least all of Chicago sports of like if if he had been healthy, he probably would have been a bull for life and probably would have won multiple MVP awards. Brought you know brought up brought a championship to Chicago with the Bulls. I I would be surprised if he didn't. So that I, for me, that's why I, I say like Derrick Rose like. The the Chicago athlete to play in the city, and 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 yeah. put put his face on on the franchise, put the city you know on the uh, not on the map, but basically be the face of the city in that in that on that team on in that league, uh, and do what he did was was incredible. Face of a neighborhood, he like he represented a side of town that needed yeah. representation, like needed mm-hmm. something to look up to, right? Like he was he was what everybody looked up to in that mm-hmm. neighborhood. Yeah. 
Well, we will probably never see another story like that ever again in Chicago. I don't. I mean, I, it's hard to think. Yeah, I mean, it's I, tough. I mean, you just don't know what players are. Before Derrick Rose was in high school, I Ed guess Howard, people, baby, let's go. Ed Howard, there we maybe. go. There Ed go. Howard. Ed Howard. That's a great. That's a great thought. Could be there. there. What's three years from fun. now? Maybe if he became a Cubs superstar and he's back, he was, he was at, on Jackie uh, Robinson in, West. He's in at Bennett Sloan Park. Coming off hip surgery, though. Do you guys think <laughs> Chelios is not on that Rushmore? Is yeah, that... he is. He's the, he's a he's a third third name. I mean, I guess sure, if we're saying sure. Rushmore, it has to be four. But do you think Chelios <laughs> okay, so is on that three. same level as Butkus and Rose? He well, if there have to be four, is he in the top four? Yeah, probably. And then Eddie O's the other one. I bet. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wouldn't argue with that uh, with with that either. It just it's just, it's just funny how how much Olchek means to the Blackhawks and how little of his career actually was with the Blackhawks yeah. but it's all it's 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 everything afterwards you know with with the broadcasting legacy I think that's that's such a a huge part of it and with Chelios it's just like I think a lot of the animosity from the fan base has been smoothed over over the years right um so I think that I think I think if you would ask people maybe 10 years ago about it there'd be a little bit more uh salt on on Mario I don't <laughs> know if it, you were alive when that trade happened I was I was alive I was yeah, I, I think that's what broke me as a Hawks fan back then. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah Ronick for me was Ronick first and then Chelios. Yep. Yeah, Ronick, I was super upset about, but then the Chelios thing happened and it went to Detroit, and I was so, so mad. And where was Belfour in that lineage? Uh, he would have been. He was. That, right? Was he gone in '98? He was the last to go. No, because uh, wasn't Chelios uh, traded in '96? 99? Ronick was 96. Yes. When did Jamnoff go? I believe it was 99 because I, I remember writing an article for the Columbia College oh, Chronicle. Oh, a lot deep down. Because Ronick was after the 96 season. 95, 96. Frickin' Jamnoff. And then uh, I think Belfour and Chelios were still there. And then I think Chelios was last. I, I think so. Was, was the last yeah. of, of those three to go. <laughs> Oh, man. Steven with a shout-out to Greg Luzinski. Oh, love Greg Luzinski. Notre Dame and Niles grad with the pale hose. I didn't know that Luzinski was from here. Ron Kittle, you mentioned. I mean, Ron show, Kittle yeah. from Gary. <laughs> Greg Luzinski, Gary. of course oh. he's from somewhere around Chicago. That name. Come on. Dan Plezak is from Crown Point and was yes. born in Gary. Yeah. Did suit up for the Cubs. And mm-hmm. did give up a triple to Michael Jordan. By the way, uh, <laughs> there, there is a... a, a right? A double, bull, there double. is a Bulls homecoming out there that's probably going to happen Anthony Davis Oh, Anthony oh, Davis and, and, and probably going to happen that's, that's I mean, they, they, they may His final yeah. season in the yeah, NBA they right. may yeah. wheel yeah. that Anthony guy Davis out to <laughs> to the half circle with uh, yeah. in a wheelchair but, yeah, but Anthony Davis right. will be a bull at some Jabari point Jabari Parker Jab- yeah. yes Jabari Parker <laughs> yeah Eddie Curry wait was he a Eddie, Eddie Curry Eddie, yeah oh, I, that's uh, suburban absolutely kid. Candace Parker as well right Candace Parker suburban maybe, kid maybe maybe, sure. uh, maybe she makes them out rush more for what one well, I, one one I was I was living in Chicago you, you guys expanded this whole thing you're like we gotta get Vinny Hinnestros in here the pride of Bartlett <laughs> I mean, honestly, like well, Lawrence, Lawrence said, said Scott Darling. I was like, Lamont's like a three-hour drive from here. Oh, oh. I was number uh, one. Jason on, Kipnis, newly retired. Kipnis, there you go. I was number one on the page of famous people of uh, from Bartlett until Vinny Hinnestrosa <laughs> came along. You wait till John Shire is coaching the Bulls in ten years. Oh, we're talking about John Shire. Jeez, <laughs> I know what happened. 
Off the rails. Chris Collins. And Carm's not even on set. What's going on here? <laughs> right, I want to talk a little bit about DraftKings. I want to talk about Luke uh, making some money off of DraftKings. Ooh, did I? Collected my check. How did your Super Bowl bets go, Luke? They did. I did very well. I, I was smart enough to be one of the new customers. I waited to sign up for the app. I thought, there's going to be some deals coming up. And then I, we started doing the ad reads for the sign up, mm-hmm. place a $5 bet, get your $200 in free bonus bets, which they break into $25 bets, parlayed into 600 bucks. Hey. Awesome. There you go. It's wild. Well, Don't even list- know what I'm doing. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Our listeners can download that app now. Sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. How did we forget Io, by the way, in the conversation? In the initial talk, yeah. yeah. I I mentioned him right away. Oh, you did right off the top. Io, who's coming here on on the CHGO Bulls show in 45 minutes. That's right. Make sure you hit that uh, that subscribe but button. We did wait. We he said Janeiro Pargo before you said Io. That's that <laughs> did. was that I did. didn't happen. But I Io was prime of his career. We're we're heading to the. I didn't prime know that Pargo was from here. What what high school did he go to? Uh I know he's this answer. Say like Vernon Hills or but something. No, 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 no. He's a he's Chicago Public League. Janeiro Pargo Janeiro. played against D Rose. I'm gonna Google it. Uh, what, what's your I guess? Would not know. What, can you just at least guess? No, I, I can't because my mind is mushy. Gennaro <laughs> I, I'm, I'm almost positive it's Chicago Public League. Rich Central is Kendall Gill. Simeon. Paul. Rich, Nick Robeson. Anderson. Robeson. 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 Paul Robeson High School. There you go. Ding, ding, I ding. learned something today. Gennaro right. Pargo went to Paul Robeson High School. Mm-hmm. Last, we're going to talk a little bit Chicago White Sox. You're a White Sox fan, right, Mario? I have a hat. You have a hat? <laughs> that's a White Sox hat. I know you're like, I know you're a guy who's like one of those guys that's like. I just want you Chicago, love hockey. And I just like want Chicago baseball to be fun for the city. That's that's what I hope for every summer. But like 97% of your thoughts. hope for that. Each day are about hockey, correct? Yeah, the other three r- about rough, your roughly 97. Yeah. yeah, and the other three is my, my wife and my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I hope your wife's not watching. I, I, she I, probably is. But I love hockey fans Sorry. like that. I mean, like, I consider myself a hockey fan, and the Hawks are my favorite team, but you guys on the on the Blackhawks show are just a different level, and that's why I just kind of defer to you guys and, and why you guys have such a great show because, you know, you do the rebuild report for us yeah. and, with, with Greg Boyson, and it's great because – you don't just love the Blackhawks. You guys love what's going on with the Ice Hogs and the AHL and what's going on in the college ranks. Mm-hmm. And what's been valuable for us and for our CHCO diehards is you guys are going out and saying, like, and compiling all the information and putting it in one place. And, and you're able to follow, like, hey, Kevin Korchinski, which, by the way, great initials. Yeah. He's near the top of the list for the replacement Hawks jersey when, when it comes time for me to, to make that investment. Perfect. Um, but you guys do a great job with that. So. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, this year more than any in the last I don't know, 10, 15 years, diving into the future of the team has been important and 
kind of the only thing that's really mattered. So yeah, we've, we've definitely made it a point to, to go in and do that. So yeah, rebuild report, uh, this week's edition is coming out tomorrow. Uh, so become a diehard if you haven't, and you'll be able to read that and get up to date on, uh, all the future of the Blackhawks. Lucas told me several times he just reads it and commits it to memory. That's <laughs> hey, that's great. <laughs> It's That's not awesome. that I don't read it. It's just that nothing commits to memory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a personal. Did I have breakfast this morning? I don't know. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Do you feel full? Especially with, yeah. Especially with, <laughs> with a little, you guys know, but with a little one at home. Yeah. Less sleep, worse memory. I don't remember much of those first two years of my daughter's life. Well, and then you just kind of combine it with what we're doing yeah. here at CHGO, which is like we're working hard every day. Mm-hmm. And it's like that kind of adds to the exhaustion, but... We try. Yeah. Gotten through. Uh, Tim Anderson. Oh, he said God. he's also oh. trying, and he wants Chicago media and fans to try not to come down too hard on him when they play like crap. He was talking with Chuck Garfine down in uh, Glendale. He said, there's a lot of room to grow and just a lot of confusion. A lot of people pulling from different angles, not just in the clubhouse, fans as well, a little bit of everybody. So the ultimate goal is to try it, to dominate and get it back on. Then he went on. Pulling from the same string with everybody, including you, you meant Chuck Garfine. Chuck, who, yeah. You know, look, Chuck Garfine is a lot Sox of things. Fan, by the way. Uh, he's a good guy. He is not necessarily the hardest of critics. This is not, Jay, you know, vintage Jay Mariotti. Uh, no. It, but Jay Mariotti. No, I mean, Jay Mariotti is, is someone like, okay, I could see why athletes would have a problem yes, with Jay Mariotti. Because he right. is the worst. So Yes, <laughs> absolutely. He's probably... If anybody's negative yeah. on that show at any time, it's Ozzy. Right. Correct. And you have to be able to take it from Ozzy. The guy won the World Series, was the manager, one of the best players in franchise history. If you can't take it from him, then you're soft. Yeah. Tim Anderson also said, if you're part of this, you and you're one of our supporters, and you see somebody struggling, that's like if you see your wife struggling or pat her on the back. So that's kind of one of those things. We're all under the same umbrella. <laughs> interesting, uh, interesting analogy yeah. there from Tim. It's quite the thought process. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you know, look, you, you made the point, Luke, today, that like if, if one of your athletes is resorting to this, things are not going well with your team. That's how you know your and team's that's, bad. That's 100%. When, when the players start complaining about fans or media, even if it's just a tiny little piece of a podcast interview or a TV interview, that's how you know your team stinks right now. <laughs> that's how you know things are like. When we have to discuss all this, here's the deal. Will this impact the, the White Sox season? No, it's not going to impact Tim Anderson's season. If Tim Anderson hits five, if he hits five home runs the first week, nobody's going to talk about this the rest of the year. I mean, if it's five home runs in the first month, I don't think. But if that's already in his head, I'm just saying it was a dumb comment. And and the first word he did before he went to the media, he says, "Fans included, don't ever blame the fans for anything. <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a slippery slope that you don't want to go. What?" What positive thing he wants the fans to be positive, right, going into the season? I understand that. Everybody wants a positive feel. But why would you blame it on the fans? What should the White Sox fans be excited about? The fact that they had Tony La Russa the last couple years as managers? Should they be excited about not retooling the roster? Should they be excited about yeah. two playoff wins since uh, 05? 
Signing I can no, no, Tim Anderson. Leg. He was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was he, just he, a dumb comment. He had the injury bug last year, right? He only played eighty nine games. I understand he's probably frustrated, maybe thinking, "Hey, this wasn't my fault that I've had injury problems. I'm trying the best I can." But again, you cannot go at the fans. Going at the media is a bad look. Uh, you know, Chuck Garfine is someone who's respected and, and liked by a lot of White Sox fans. Love Chuck. You just can't do it. Chuck's the best. They call right. him our Chuck. Yeah. So, yeah. but this, you know what it reminds me of exactly? Mm-hmm. Almost to the T. It's the, they've turned into the 05 Cubs or the 04 uh, Cubs. 04 Cubs, excuse me, right? Kent Merker's calling up during the game to, to try and get Steve Stone fired. Jay Serio just, just brought that up. In the right, cup. that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And, but the problem is that was at the end of the season. That's when frustrations were high. Yeah. You're letting this carry over to the next year? Not great. What, what, again, what are they supposed to be? The Clevenger? They're training. supposed to be excited about Clevenger? Yeah, seriously. I now, mean, Luke, everything he, has been a dark cloud over the team. Yeah. Then, then this goes on top of it? You're not helping your team, I'll tell you that. And the White Sox are a fan base that they they stick mm, that's with, true too. They stick with the team no matter what's what's going on. And and there's there's so a sense of them. Yeah, if if you're going after as as a White Sox player, if you're going after the White Sox fan base for not being with you, like that's I, I feel like that's really missing the mark because the fan base is sticking with the team, even though, like you said, Luke, they have not been given a lot to to be excited oh. about, to cheer for. This was a team that, what, two, three years ago, we were talking was talking about being revolutionizing baseball and 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 you know being the next team that's going to come up and and be this young, exciting team with all this swagger. Look at all these gold chains and all these guys, like all this stuff, and then they completely fell short of those expectations and now it's just like well now what do you have to show for it the fan base is still there they're still dedicated to seeing this team succeed and be that team but they haven't been given the they haven't been given it on 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 the field so well now it's up to tim anderson to to actually back that up give them something to cheer for right but luke you made the point um while we were eating lunch Mm. and you said you would have thought about trading tim anderson in the offseason i have multiple things to do here number one i said on this podcast last year, they need to make a bold move. My bold move would have been to trade Tim Anderson in the offseason. Not because I don't, I don't think he's a good player. Not because he made a stupid comment this week. But because everybody was paying big for shortstops. Yeah. And the ones, yeah. that couldn't get the, the ones that couldn't get Correa would have killed for Tim Anderson. Mm-hmm. And, would have, and would have restarted a different type of rebuild, but you wouldn't have had to tear it down like the Cubs did. Sure, you would have given up. A little bit up, more focused. Yeah. It could have been way more focused. You could have gotten a boatload for Tim Anderson because some team would have looked at it and said, that's ah, a small injury. Yeah. He's not that guy, but you know what? He's every bit as good as Dansby Swanson and this guy and this guy. Here's how I'm going to test whether or not White Sox, White Sox fans are indeed truly mad at Tim Anderson beyond the point of repair. We'll see what, if this gets any reaction. Tim Anderson, if we are talking about last season, basing our expectations for this year on last season, you are currently the third best shortstop in Chicago. Wow. Oh. Now, if Sox fans want to come after me about oh, that. Wow. I think they might. <laughs> you tell me that his numbers are better than Dansby Swanson or Nico Horner last year. Well, he was hurt. I'm just saying. We're going to test if Sox fans are truly mad. Now, if they want to jump to Tim Anderson's defense, the they're, they're going to be all over you. The guy, the guy who just blamed them for everything that went wrong last year, then we'll see that Sox fans are indeed 
loyal all the way to the bitter end with Tim Anderson. But yeah. if they are truly mad at him, if they are bitter and angry at Tim Anderson beyond repair, then they will watch this and they will look at it and go, you know what, he's right. Nico Horner did have a better season last year, and so did Dansby Swanson. You can't argue I'm from the number. He, yeah, right. I'm not yeah, saying he right, couldn't right. be better this year yeah. than both of them. I, I'm just t- saying Tim Anderson is, is if he comes back healthy, he's still is still capable of winning a batting title. He's yep. still capable of being an absolute disruptor at the top of that lineup with that power, starting off games one to nothing, putting over the fence. That's right. So again, if he really wants to, to kind of come back from this, and I don't think this is going to be a lasting storyline. I love the player. I just want to see exactly how mad they are at Tim Anderson. Yeah. Are you really so angry that you're willing to accept what I just said? <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. Cody and I just, just realized why Luke is saying these things. That's why? because CHO White Sox is happening in another stream right now, so all the White Sox fans are watching. No White Sox fans right. are here. He's not getting blown up in the chat right now. Uh, but I'm smart. I may just have to clip this off. and. Uh, tell me, <laughs> We're tell putting me it I'm, out. We're putting it out. Tell me I'm wrong. Of those three players... Tell me he was better last year than those. I wish we two. had a dunk tank right now for Luke to get in. <laughs> and I, I actually liked Tim Anderson. I still would have traded him in the offseason because I thought they had to do something bold to shake up this team, and that would have shaken up the team. Oh, yeah. No right. question Matt, about Matt's that. Coming Our guy Matt he, said, you can't, you can't be critical of what T.A. said without a garbage hot take like that. <laughs> See? It takes extreme See, no. cherry picking and he's, small samples to right. make an argument like that. See, he's not, he's not mad. He's not mad at T.A. I heard from a lot of Sox fans. I listen to a lot of sports radio. There's a lot of people that are just done. They can't take it anymore. Well, it's a, it's a lot of, eh, I think it's wait a till lot you of. Say, it's like when you say something bad about a family member, right? You're mad at your brother or sister, and you're just mad at him. But if someone across town comes over and oh, says, yeah. boy, your brother's a real loser, you're down. The, you know, <laughs> yeah, right, that's right. the way it is. That just happened on Abbott Elementary last night, but that's a whole other TV show. So we're going to talk about that. There you go. Well, Mario, we appreciate you stopping by today. Yeah, thanks for Don't having me Don't be a stranger. We'll, t- no we'll talk a little bit. Hawks, I mean, the, the Hawks are going to be a storyline. And I, I, yeah, I actually thought about this. Like, it actually behooves uh, CHGO and it would benefit us if he doesn't get traded because we're going to get all the traffic of Will Kane get traded up up until next Friday. Yeah. And then if he doesn't get traded, then it's like, why did, didn't it get traded? So we get traffic from there. Yeah. And then it's, oh, hey, this is – you know, Kane and Taves' last game at the United Center. Yeah. Whatever the, that happens. The send-off will be very interesting to see. And then or it's the like, extension. oh, and will, will Kane resign? Right. Yeah. Or where is where is Kane going to go? They already had like 700 people watching the show live. Yeah. <laughs> and then if he doesn't yeah. sign, hey, it's Kane's uh, first game at the United Center. Like, that'll it's, be, it's be huge. That'll he, be an interesting experience. forgot to mention the, the Connor Bedard lottery night. That's the that's like That the will thing. be the night. Yes. Well, I was just talking about from a Kane perspective, but yes. The CHO Blackhawks, they are taking over the world, so make sure you subscribe to that podcast. Leave them a good review. Leave us a good review. Hit that like button. Join us next Thursday. I think we'll probably be back at 3 o'clock next week. Don't look we'll at me. See. I'll be in Indianapolis at the oh, Combine. Yeah. Good so, luck. Oh, fun. Have fun. Nice. Have fun Hey-o. in Indianapolis. Hoosier. Let us know your 40 time. Live in uh, that I-65 <laughs> life. Slow. Oh, Best of luck, Lawrence. <laughs> Enjoy St. Elmo's and everything else <sighs> that comes with Indianapolis. The Eagle Fried Chicken. Check that out. Will I get to any of these things? I, from what it sounds like, I might not. You mm. may be working all time. All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next Thursday.